Hey there guys this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started Cool cool why are you starting with cool i'm waiting for a namaskar yeah but i don't know i feel like saying hello and welcome these days i know i know from where that is coming from Yeah. Try to be an original man. I don't crave for being original. I just want to be cool and I'm super super okay with copying people that I like. So just for reference for our listeners, the reference is towards another podcast called as The Indicast Podcast. It is one of my favorite podcasts and um, I started my journey of listening podcast with The Radio Lab and Freakonomics, but one of the very early indian podcast that i listened to and i have great memories listening to is the indicast podcast however sometime in between for the last 2 3 years it was not being uploaded but suddenly they have again started uploading podcast episodes so i'm super super happy about that in fact i'm so glad that there are two episodes of indicast that i haven't listened to which means i has quite something to look forward to yes and listeners for those of you guys who have listened to both our podcast the indicast and this one i think you might find quite similarities in these two and uh, it might be safe to say that we are copying their idea of just two guys talking about anything that comes to your mind yeah but i don't think they just talk about anything that comes to their mind i feel like they are a proper current affairs podcast and i feel mm-hmm. like they do some research and i feel like they also might have some notes we can't really say but yeah i feel like um, there's much more than us not just in terms of numbers but also in terms of bringing facts in facts that you can trust whereas we'll be like ah that's somewhere in the range of 10 to 20% i think yeah that was this country that country so i feel like that is so much more authentic and i feel that authenticity comes with lot of rigor with respect to preparation for the podcast which we have zero for our recordings yeah yeah that makes sense uh, but uh... the concept is quite similar and not just the concept but there are a lot of similarities between their podcast and ours but of course the sheer numbers and the number of years number of episodes they have done and even i don't think so they have just one single podcast they have two three podcast i guess Do but they? only yes I, i i remember one of them mentioning it in the recent episodes that they had more than one podcast but this is the only one which has lasted the test of time so Yeah and I think it comes with practice like if you do the same thing for such a long period of time you eventually get better at it but I still prefer doing it very impromptu and without any preparation without any facts and figures just talking about what comes to your mind Yeah but I would also say that the origins for many of the podcasts that I have mm. begun is the indicast because when I used to listen to the radio lab when I used to listen to freakonomics I knew that this is like production level quality which i don't want to get into again these are like proper uh, scientists nobel laureates being interviewed and production design with respect to background music being created so i knew that this is not my cup of tea but when i listen to two podcasts in particular one is hello internet and the indicast podcast so i feel like these two when i started listening to these two are like two people talking and i feel like uh, that's where i've i said to myself okay this is something that i would like to do and hence from that point onward i started pitching this to so many people i feel like i've pitched the idea of starting a podcast with at least four or five people i've recorded podcasts with three people um and i feel like this one of us has 
passed the test of time uh, and we are still going so let's begin with today's topics what do we have today rohan cool i'm not sure if we have discussed this i've definitely discussed this with a few people that i know but i'm not sure if i've discussed this with you my question to you is <laughs> and it's it's funny because we just met today evening and we kind of spoke about <laughs> this <laughs> yeah we just met like two hours before right and we spent a good amount of time as well so it, it feels like a continuation of that itself but yeah go ahead with your question so the question is would you invest a good amount of your money into your house um and by house i mainly mean a rented house so let us assume that we are living not in our hometown and we are not living with our parents um you're living somewhere else and in that case most of the times you obviously going to rent a place and not go and buy a new house in whichever city that you relocate so how much percentage of your say salary do you be willing to invest in a house and how important so the reason i'm asking you this question is how important for you it is to have a nice pleasant place to come back to and in these case work from because you're working from home most of the time the first thing that comes to my mind is yes i would like to invest a good amount of my salary into a house and when you say invest you do mean including the rent right see see i don't think investment would be a correct word correct yeah like that's not the correct word yeah, yeah. how much will we be willing to spend would be a correct thing to say so how much percentage of my salary i would be willing to spend on my house which includes the rent the utilities things like that anything related to your house it could also include say furniture correct. could also include say any paintings that you buy mm-hmm. okay so i think the question is quite interesting and uh, i feel that uh, i have a very good if not good but quite decent enough answer and for a very long time i haven't had a proper answer such as i have for this one mostly because i just say whatever comes to my mind but this one is quite well experienced i would say right so the only time i haven't been living in my home is when i went to pune for my masters right and uh, my mom was more worried about the housing situation than i was because the hostels of pune university are not that good multiple people share the same room and if the capacity of the room is like three people definitely more than three people are living in it so the quality is substandard mainly because it's a government institution so they do not charge a huge amount of money for the hostel as hostel fees the hostel fees are around 800 rupees for 6 months so you could just imagine how cheap that is and uh, i think only the phd students get their own room like one uh, person per room rest all of us who are pursuing our masters have to share the rooms and that too if you are in the first year of masters you get a, a smaller room and uh, you have to share a common toilet with the whole floor but as you progress to the second year of masters many of which don't you get an added advantage of having a restroom attached to your room so that's one advantage of being a second year senior so coming to the housing situation the hostel situation so when i went to pune university even the hostel is allotted according to the marks you score in the entrance exams and since i had just passed the entrance exam barely enough to qualify me for the course in the university i was not eligible for the hostel at least in the beginning right so i had rented a place which was quite expensive i would say considering the Uh, rates in locality of that area of the pune university it was 8000 per month and uh, i would say it, it was a 2 bhk like two bedrooms and one hall and both the bedrooms and the hall had two people each 
like six of us were supposed to be living in that house but uh, when i had just went it was just start of the academic year and many of the tenants were not there so luckily i had my own room like the hall was my the entire hall was for for myself right so that was 8000 which included the wifi electricity gas everything was included in that 8000 per month and i think 8000 is a little bit expensive but the main advantage was that it was just directly opposite to the university's main gate and i'm not sure if you have been to the university pune university i don't think so you have but since you have done your masters from a university and not a college you just know how massive that place is so from the main gate to the physics department is around 2.5 to 3 kilometers so i didn't want to walk a lot plus the rickshaws are very expensive and if you don't have a personal vehicle in pune it's quite difficult to sustain so this proximity to the university gate was the main feature why i chose to live there but the surprising fact is i just got to live there for one month and after that i got a hostel right so i won't go into details of the hostel or to sum up my answer i'll have to go there but uh, right now i would say 8000 per month what i'm thinking about is how much amount of time i'm going to spend there is it worth 8000 per month i don't think so but the same is true for the amount of time i spent in the hostel so in the first year we had uh, i think five of us living in the hostel room which is comfortable enough for three of you guys but five of us were living but the thing is like throughout the day no one is there in the hostel everyone is in their own departments or something and all you need to come back to hostel is for sleeping at night right and and on holidays and weekends so i don't think so it really bothered like i never felt that it is too congested of five people living in the same room and in the second year the room was for i think four people but six of us lived there so almost the same ratio so to sum up my entire answer i think in every situation be it the first year hostel the second year hostel or even the rented room all i cared about is my my own bed i didn't wander off to other places maybe because i didn't have other places to wander off to if i had my own room i i would have been able to make more use of it but it never really bothered that i was sharing the room with other people so i wouldn't want to spend more than say 10% of my uh, salary on on the housing thing yeah that's my answer pretty long answer before i actually respond to your answer i have two funny things that i noted okay first funny thing is like you said okay pune university is a government institution hence it is very very cheap friend i also studied in a government institution for my masters and my fees hostel fees were around 40000 per semester um so i don't think there's any correlation between having a government institution and having low fees you just got lucky i feel second funny thing which i noted was you said like somewhere in between your answer you said i'm not sure if you've gone to pune university or not friend we both went to university together once when you visited ayuka so it's funny that you of all people forgot that no i uh, I, yeah. i i do remember that we went to ayuka together but like the whole time we were in the bus right so we were not able to completely comprehend how huge of a university it is because we didn't have to walk the fact that you have to take a bus to move from the main gate to the place called ayuka which specializes in 
space sciences um, and then i think we also went to some other place within the university itself again using a bus that itself showed me and you, you could see that there's jungle inside so you when you say university for people in mumbai it's like a building one building that's a university because we mostly see colleges right we see colleges like ria we see colleges like ruparel we see colleges like again i'm naming all the colleges from matunga area but you get the point right it's mostly one or two buildings mumbai university is a different story but even though like if you compare mumbai university to pune university pune university has a has so many small small jungles in it so yeah as soon as you enter pune university and you start seeing dense greenery you, you kind of get the feel okay this is something super super huge okay so that aside one interesting thing that you said was uh, you will consider nee, nee, wait, wait, Rohan, you... just just one second okay. before we move ahead okay. i wanted to comment on that uh, thing i was wondering since both of our institutes were government institutes why there is such a huge disparity in the fees amount and i think one of the plausible answers is because your institute i'm guessing your institute is also focusing on engineering part apart from pure sciences I, is is it is it true hmm. Yeah, I would say like yeah. So that might be the reason, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So my university's name itself is Vishweshwarya National Institute of Technology. So like the flagship program of my university is the B Tech degree that they have. But I don't think that should have any correlation. At the end of the day, both of them are national institutes. I don't feel that should make a difference. And uh, so within National Institute of Technologies also, which are across the country, within those also my institute had the highest amount of fees so within national institute of technologies also with different parts in the uh, country they have disparity in hostel fees and there were some strikes also when i was studying there there was also strikes against it so yeah i mean it's it's a completely different topic but um, yeah i feel like technology oriented institution do generally have higher fees in general i remember people saying jnu is like the best with respect to having hostel at very 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 low fees and it's a full fledged university like pune university like mumbai university it has science it has sociology it has history everything i think before we go ahead i think this is quite an <laughs> interesting topic that we have stumbled upon and i think it does require some thought some pondering over it see basically why is your institute expensive and mine not so expensive is because it is directly related to how much funds they receive from the government right they are not mm. receiving receiving enough funds from the government that's why they are charging the students more that could be one reason other reason could be the amount of amenities that you have is just amazing i don't know about the department of physics but i i'm very sure your hostels are super super amazing compared to our hostel right i agree but i think the amount of funds that you receive from the government is directly related to how much research is your institute into and when you compare your institute and mine i think my institute has just a huge amount of research so that is why i think it receives more funds from the government and because it's mine is a university is your a uni yeah. yours is also university but it has some private thing attached to it right mine is completely Nothing. government no no mine is also completely government does not have any private thing attached uh-huh. and it's like a proper university then i think it is about the research maybe like research might be amount of research might be one factor amount of research and the quality of research as well might be one factor i think and also it could be about like just modernizing things i feel like you only said right pune university feels like a relic of the past which is not the case with uh, my institute like my institute is pretty modern and you were talking about hostels right so if you want to compare the hostels i got my own room from my first year itself it was a small room but like it was freshly painted 
corridors were always clean because it was clean every day we had a common uh, washroom area but again the common washroom area was clean each and every day and very rarely would i find something dirty at any corner it was very well maintained so yeah i feel like quality of hostels that i had was much much better than what you had no i think if we are just talking about the quality i think even our hostels were cleaned daily and the washrooms were cleaned twice a day so cleanliness mein there is not a problem but the cleaning of separate rooms like we were responsible for cleaning our own rooms the corridors See. and the staircase were cleaned by the cleaning staff but our own rooms were messy right so because just one person lives there if you are okay with the mess it's all right but when when uh, and i i'm sorry i forgot to add one thing actually after i shifted from the rented place to a hostel i was first i think 4 to 5 months i lived in a hostel which was more like a dormitory like the room i was living in it was a huge room 20 to 25 of us were living there out of out of which only you could say living there I think only five to six persons were living there. Like you could find us throughout the day when the sun is up, but the remaining ten to twelve people they just came to sleep, and even before we wake up in the morning, they're out out of the room. So, living wise, there were six of us, but technically it was allotted to ten to twelve people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like a dormitory. Yeah. Yeah. Cycle. More like a dormitory. Yes. Yes. So let's forget about the university topic and <laughs> go ahead with what what you were saying. Yeah. So what I was trying to get at was. like what what you are saying at the end about the dormitory that people were not spending enough time in the dormitory they were always out so i feel like when i think about this decision i am also thinking along the lines of how much time am i spending whenever you are making any purchase i feel like that's a good consideration how much time i'm going to spend using it so for example if you ask me to buy a super expensive laptop i'll be comfortable enough because i'll use it at least 12 hours 14 hours every day I'm recording this podcast on the laptop. YouTube, Netflix, everything is done on laptop. Work is done on laptop. So, like, if I improve the quality of that one particular device, so many things and so much of my time becomes much more pleasurable. However, if you ask me to ex- buy a very expensive car, I think that's not something that I would want for myself because at the most I will be spending two hours every day in the car, right? So, I feel like that's a very good thing to consider whenever you're thinking about making money decisions. So, that's one. however even if you are like not spending a lot of time so if you if you're a workaholic and your work or your study demands that you are not in your room 24/7 then maybe yes then maybe you just want one bed where you just lie down and go to sleep instantly wake up and again start working start studying or whatever fair enough if that's the case i would say that i wouldn't invest much but now i feel like that phase is mostly over we start working now right so that becomes our home it's no longer just a place where we go and sleep yeah as i said like if you're working 14 hours a day 7 days a week then this is not applicable but even if you have like saturdays alternate saturdays off you have sundays off there will be public holidays there's some portion of work that is done at home you have some days where you work from home even after the pandemic is over i feel like work from home is going to be a part of our lives if there are one or two days from the week where you prefer to work from home or even if you're sick say for example you're sick and you're at home in those cases again i want to admit that i don't have a perfect answer i'm just thinking out loud and i mean that's the reason i bring most of my topics but i'm just thinking i like, wouldn't i want a pleasant place to come back to when i come back to my house in the evening at say 6 pm 7 pm 
I wanted to look good. I wanted to be pleasant. I wanted to be smelling nice. Uh, when I'm depressed, when I'm sad, I wanted to be very roomy. I wanted to be very sunny. I mean, the room cannot be sunny, but I want a lot of sunshine coming in from the window. When I'm just strolling inside my house for a break, quick five-minute break, stretch break, or I've just woken up, I want to look out the window and I want to see something pleasant. Uh, I feel like that all will matter. Like, I feel like these are very small, small things that we don't really realize. I feel windows is such a important thing. I keep staring outside the window and that's my escape. Whenever I have five minute breaks, I look up at the window. And if there are days where I have to work so much that I had no time to just step back and relax, I think that's the thing I do. I look outside the window and I get some sunlight through the window. And that I'm assuming improves my mood, improves my mental well-being. So that's one consideration. Like, don't you want something beautiful? And if not beautiful, something pleasant to come back to. That's point number one. Actually, this is point number two, right? Point number one is just the amount of time you're spending. Point number three would be outside your room. So by outside the room, I don't actually mean the corridors and the lift and the lobby area. I mean, once you leave your apartment building what do you see if there are no good parks around you'll have to either take out your car go by an auto or walk through traffic to get to a peaceful place and that's going to act as a barrier towards going for a walk so like i won't go for a walk now that i have a very beautiful garden just in front of me a few steps and i'm inside a garden that encourages me to walk right that adds to my mental well-being and other things like having a shopping center nearby living in an area which does not have a lot of light pollution does not have a lot of noise pollution i feel like these are all small small things that we might overlook especially when we already have it uh, but once we actually start living in such areas i feel like these small small things are going to add up to a better mental well-being at least so i feel like then it becomes important and lastly i just feel like that's your resting place that's your home Right, so you want to keep going back to it. That's the place you keep going back to. And I feel like if you're not living in a beautiful place, then what's the point of your life anyway? You may not be able to go and live in Shimla for a living, but at least you can live in a locality, which is good. You can live in an apartment, which is beautiful. The only constraint over here, I feel, is proximity to your workplace. You can't say I live in Pune and work in Mumbai, right? Um... That's also not going to work out. So there's a study which says like, what are the major factors that affects happiness? One of the major factors is proximity to workplace. People who travel very long distances for work are not very happy in life. So that is also something to consider. So yeah, I feel like considering all these things, like wanting to have a place close to my workplace, having enough sunlight coming in, having windows which open up to beauty I feel like this is important to me and i feel like i'll be comfortable spending a little more uh how much more yeah that's a difficult question right so i feel like for me the absolute boundary would be 25 percent of my salary and again it's it's important to note that we are at the beginning of our career so we're not making like huge amount of money anyway so like say 10 years down the line if my salary doubles or triples 
then it won't be 25%. Then I'll be mostly like around 10-15% as you said. Because then I'll be making more, right? I don't want to keep improving the standard of living, at least through my apartments, as my salary grows, as I progress through careers. So I feel like that percent is going to come down with time. But because you and I are starting off our careers, we're not making a huge ton of money. And hence, I feel like 25 is something that I'll be okay with. Yes, I think you have summed up most of it. You forgot about one factor, I think, which I will come come to. But before that, listeners, if you need some motivation to go out for walks and you do not live close to a good park like Rohan does, start playing Pokemon Go. I'm, I'm damn sure that you won't need, you won't be looking for motivations like or that would be the motivation to go out for walks. But anyway, the pandemic is still not gone yet. So don't go out unnecessarily unless you are like rich enough to have a car like Rohan <laughs> or or stupid enough like me to play Pokemon Go. Yeah. So getting to that one point that kind of you missed or maybe that didn't come to your mind at all is whom are you going to share your room with or if not room but the flat with like I don't think so like you said even in your MSc you haven't shared your room with anyone it was just you but when it comes to me I have shared my room throughout the MSc right so I think of course if you are sharing the same room it matters much more compared to when you are just sharing the same flat and not the same room but I think even the flatmates play some role in uh, how much peace your home has to offer you. Don't you think so? See, flatmates to both dool ki baat ho gaya. I feel like even neighbors play an important role. Day by day, the role of neighbor is like becoming irrelevant. But I know of examples where neighbors have become a problem and that has been so disturbing to certain people that they have decided to switch places. So, flatmates obviously they're super super important what is the most important is like matching vibes but okay like you can't match vibes with everyone but having reasonable people having sensible people people who respect certain things people who respect privacy say for example it's super important yeah so i i haven't ever lived or shared my room with anyone not at home because i'm the only child not in the hostel because i was lucky enough to have an institute where they provided for single occupancy rooms. So yeah, I feel like they're super important. That's all I can say. Yeah. And one thing that I think might be like, for example, I have my own opinion on this. You have your own opinion on this. But if some of our listeners has got into thinking about what should their answer be, one thing you can think about when you make a decision on this is, for example, I myself have traveled a lot across India and I have once been abroad as well. So I think my family, like due to the pandemic, we haven't been able to go out, but you could say on an average, we go out on long trips for at least, at least once a year. And now we are grown up. So we have our friends to go out with in the school time. I had school trips. So I could say that I have traveled a decent amount of places. So think about where do you stay when you go out? Of course, when you are in school, you don't have a choice because it's it's like the same for everyone. And with family, you might have some choice. And as I've, I've grown older and now I am an adult, even though I don't consider myself one in many areas of life, but I am an adult. So I have some say on where do we live when we go out. And if you're going out with your group of friends, say five to 10 of you guys, then you have to plan the whole thing. Then you have to face an important decision of how much amount of the budget are you going to allocate to the hotel you are going to stay in. 
One part of the argument is that obviously we are going as a tourist. We are gonna have fun. We are going to enjoy the place. So almost the whole amount of time we are going to spend outside the room. So there is just no point in spending a huge amount. You can just take a dormitory, which is like five hundred rupees per person or so. It just gives you a bed. You just spend your night there, and the next day you are out, and you can go to some place else. So you don't have to worry about the hotel thing. And if you are going to plan a super restricted budget trip, this might be the option. But the other thing is also that, for example, if you guys are going as a group, you want to stay as a group, right? According to the number of people, you can uh, take the rooms and not the dormitories, kind of thing. And you even it's not just the time you spent outside as a tourist, but even the times you spent as friends in the hotel room, right? Like you remember, Rohan, we have very good and amazing and funny and enjoyable and memorable. memories we had in the hotel rooms that we spent in uti and in bangalore i'm sure you remember those and i'm talking about one specific memory which comes to the mind and i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you know what i'm talking about right so that is another counter argument so there are multiple arguments and you need to think about which one do you prefer do you like want to go with yeah I feel like the vacation question is very very different from the renting question and I feel like I'm very much clear about how to make that decision. So if you're on a vacation there are two types of vibes that you go with. One vibe is like you want to travel or you want to make the most of your time and this is generally when you go out with friends to a new location, to a new place, a place where you haven't been before. Or there are those travelers who want to experience the real place, the real country, the real culture of people, etc., etc. So I feel like for such people, for such people, you should not invest in buying a expensive room. You should just get whatever so that you can get what five, six hours of sleep that you need, so that you can wake up again and tomorrow go to new places or travel to new places. Also, I feel like we should make a distinction. We should. be conscious about using the words traveling and vacationing because like vacationing and traveling are two different things and i feel like i realized this after watching a few vlogs you know there are so many indians who are traveling in india and making vlogs in india they speak in hindi they go to russia they go to pakistan they come to india they are drinking chai from small small stalls they are eating chole puri from small dhabas they are the people who are actually traveling because they are also trying to understand the culture and all whereas we generally when we say traveling we actually mean going on a vacation so okay uh, that side note aside so if you are basically with a young group or you are a traveler then you don't invest much in the hotel room however some people who go on vacations like when i go with my family we are there just to relax like we don't even want to go to a new place we want to go to the same place again and again because we know that we are going to go there and relax so it does not matter we are not going to travel we are not going to go and start visiting the sightseeing places so in those cases i feel like your room your hotel matters because uh, we'll mostly stay in the room we'll have an afternoon nap in the room because you're mostly spending time in the room in between time will also be spent around the hotel right so if there's a beach attached you'll spend the time on the beach but it is still attached to the hotel um you can get cycles from the hotel you get good quality food when you order food you have different different types of services which are provided by hotel so i feel like if you're going out on a vacation to relax in those cases hotels matter but if you're going to travel and if you're going on a vacation with lot of energy to explore new things do different different activities and you only want to sleep then yes don't invest in a room so i feel like vacationing wala panda and 
रेंटिंग रूम वाला फंड बेटर अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड मोर कॉन्क्रीट स्टेप्स और प्रोसेस थिंक अबाउट द वेकेशनिंग वाला डिसीजन एज कम्पेयर टू द रेंटिंग वाला डिसीजन स्पेशल टर्म टू इट कॉल्डन there have been times where we as a family we leave for a place in the morning we will reach there in about 5 hours in the evening we will sleep there uh and before sleeping obviously we'll go to the beach or something we'll have dinner in the hotel itself because they serve good food we'll wake up late in the morning we'll again have breakfast in the same hotel room because